Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello, hello. I want to welcome all our listeners in the U.S. and around the world. I'm Jackie Laura Jones here with you again for True Forgiveness Teachings. And I hope you all are doing well. It is shocking to me that we're at the end of February already, but I have a wonderful guest with me today. She is, oh my gosh, the rock your joy, <laughs> ACIM coach, <laughs> Kelly Russell. And uh, Kelly and I had a wonderful discussion, I think it was last June, on her platform, and I'll have her talk a little bit about that. And we've been wanting to get back and do another discussion. And so you guys are going to have a couple discussions with us within a, a month's period, because I'm also going to be a guest on her platform. And it's so funny when Kelly and I first connected and um, I think they're just, it just kind of was meant to be. And then she had emailed me and said, Hey, I, I read on your website that you grew up in Toledo. She said, my favorite cousins lived in Toledo and I spent time at Cedar point every summer for my entire child and teenhood. And you guys, people that don't know Cedar point, it's an awesome amusement park um it's still there i haven't been there in years some of you are familiar with like six flags you know and everything it's kind of like that and to all of our um listeners that are you know out of the country it's just a wonderful amusement park where there's roller coasters and rides and food it's right on lake erie and the fact that kelly was like we we i used to go there every i thought well so did we. I mean, we could have even crossed paths and we didn't even know it, but it was just such a fun connection. And um, I did put in the description of this episode, uh, Kelly's website, which is Coach Kelly Russell, Coach dot com, and she's she is just a joy she's the she calls herself the the rock your joy coach and she i encourage you to check out her website because she has um awesome stuff like a free download the homestuck survival kit tools to help you maintain peace in your relationships during shelter in place and Anyway, it's just really worth it. So, Kelly, welcome to True Forgiveness <laughs> Teachings. Oh, thank you so much, Jackie. It's so so great so to be great. here. I, I really appreciate your invitation, and I'm excited. And um, just hearing you tell the story again about Cedar Point just brought me right back there, and I was just having a little moment and thinking – Thinking we were in the same line at the in the, on the roller coaster of the Blue Streak or something like that, and and Blue we were like, That's Oh my gosh. I mean, we the memories of Cedar Point. It's just, you know, to, to, to all you guys out there listening, if you think of something in your childhood, you can relate to something that was just like so fun and you just looked forward to it all the time. That's what Cedar Point was. So, oh my God. Love it. So, Kelly, how have you been... Um, holding up these days you know our 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 world world in quotation marks has been mm-hmm. seeing some unprecedented times you know and um 
How have you been navigating it? <laughs> Share some well, of your words of wisdom. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, navigating it with, I mean, it's the title of your show, right? I mean, it's, it really is. It's about forgiveness. And, right. um, I, and I, and I have to say it's, you know, being able to, I was just saying to, to you, Jackie, before we went live, what a blessing having a course in miracles um, in my life is oh, during totally. this pandemic because I would I, I can't even really it's been 19 years so I can't even really imagine my life without it now but especially going through something like this and I honestly the way that I feel about it is I'm looking for I'm looking for the joy in it I'm looking for the silver linings in it I'm I'm looking for what's funny I mean honestly is rock your joy is a really apt um, name for my business because it is, it's what I do, try to do as much as possible. And one of the ways of rocking my joy is looking for the humor in everything. And I, I you know, it's part of my daily prayer every day is I just say, you know, let me take seriously only what you would have me take seriously and see the humor in everything else. Because, you know, we can just get really, we can take things way too seriously, in my opinion, and get all wrapped around the axle of a world that feels really real, but is essentially fake. Right. So being able to forget, you know, practice the Course in Miracles version of forgiveness to me is just being able to remember that this world is fake and right. that what we're really doing here is we are just here to, we're here to express love. We're here to express light. We're here to not be here. <laughs> Whenever right. we get to that place where we, you know, where we undo our, our ego minds to the point where, you know, this, this seeming reality disappears. But um, so I think, I mean, that's really, that's really what I do is, just try and try and see the humor and everything and being able to, the more that I practice forgiveness and the more that I see the people in my life as expressing love instead of, I mean, you know, expressing love or calling for love if they don't seem to be expressing it. And then the more that I forgive myself just for, I mean, that's really what the forgiveness is, right? It's not forgiving anybody else. It's forgiving ourselves for believing that this is reality. And, you know, the more that I do that, I just see, I just see a more beautiful world, the more that I do that. Beautifully said, and you're right, all forgiveness is self-forgiveness, because as the Course teaches, there's just one of us appearing as many, one of us that, that, that believes we're here. You know, I often get a lot of new listeners um, to this podcast. So this is a podcast about the spiritual thought system, of Course in Miracles, which teaches that God is the only reality, um, and everything else is of our own making, of a mind that seemed to split off from all that is, from heaven, perfect oneness, and we've made this holographic time-space dream, which is what uh, Kelly was alluding to, Um, and our goal here is awakening from this dream of separation, really to the home we never left. We believe we left. (laughs) Our belief is producing this, has projected this experience, projected experience, guys, remember, um, that we're here. And, you know, joy is just synonymous with light, you know, rock your light. I picked a, um, 
quote here from Lesson 156. There is a light in you which cannot die, whose presence is so holy that the world is sanctified because of you, meaning the world is declared holy then because of you. And the reason for this, guys, is Kelly was expressing too, we, when we recognize that this is of our making, when we do the true forgiveness that the Course is asking us to do, when we make that choice, when we remember the atonement, wait a minute, separation hasn't occurred. We make that choice for the entire sonship because we're one with it. And this light in you cannot die whose presence is holy. I wanted to read, um, Kelly, what, um, because I love your rock your joy so much. I just love it. I wanted to read uh, from Ken Wapnick's glossary of what, of defining joy in the course. Um, He says, joy is one of the characteristics of a teacher of God, which we know, shared with all of heaven. Happiness is God's will for us, attained through fulfilling our function of forgiveness and awakening from the dream of death. And you were talking about forgiveness just now and how, how glad you were to have, you know, this, this thought system. So again, just a brief summary. This has been for some of the new people that are living, um, <clears throat> Uh, joining us when you know we're talking about the world being illusion being a dream and it's of our making we're actually forgiving things that have not happened they have not happened because this is a dream that we made up and we've peopled our world right um and so we're really not even forgiving people we're forgiving images that we've made and so when we're rocking our joy when we're joining with our light that is a loving and caring thing to do because we're joined with the sonship so we're reminding all the seeming separated fragments out there that they too can make that choice joy is mentioned 397 times in the course so i think it's a pretty good word kelly it is awesome <laughs> word. thanks for that statistic i didn't know that so i love that oh my gosh i mean uh, you know and that that name came right from spirit after me taking you know using trying to use my ego to come up with what my business was supposed to be called and racking my brains around it for a year or something like that. And when I finally just asked, asked Spira what the name of my business was supposed to be, it came right out of my pen. So he, he obviously knows what he's doing. And, you know, awesome. I love, I love that quote by Ken Wapnick. He's, I mean, what a, what a wonderful man and a wonderful teacher. I, I was, I was blessed to be able to have met him on, on one occasion. And he, mm-hmm. um, it, and I just, I love the way that he explains the way that he explains everything. And, you know, it's, um, it, it is joy is one of the characteristics of God's teachers and it's, Joy is, I think of joy as being our function. And I know the Course in in Miracles talks about various things being our function, right? Like happiness is my function and forgiveness is my function. But Mm -hmm. honestly, they're they're all synonymous because, you know, we can't be joyful if we're holding attacked thoughts and if we're holding grievances and if we are holding unforgiveness the only person we're holding unforgiveness toward, as you know, is ourselves. And it just appears to us that we're holding it against someone else or something else because we're projecting those, those unconscious thoughts of guilt, but that when we release them through that amazing practice of forgiveness, 
of ourselves, forgiving ourselves for the for the thoughts that are illusory, then we reconnect with our joy. We reconnect with our light, with our happiness, with our truth. Those are all our love. I mean, to me, those are just all the same thing. Beautifully said again. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, the the course talks about being a a happy learner. And Mm -hmm. what better time to become a happy learner? This is to the Holy Spirit (laughs) or Jesus's curriculum than in in difficult times of like intense division. We have um, coronavirus going on and you know, yeah. the Holy Spirit just awaits our rec- recognition that we've been badly taught by the yeah. ego. We yeah. have so much resistance, um, you know, to um, in our mind because we're really stuck and tied to our individuality. But the beautiful thing, Kelly, too, about this thought course um, thought system is that people it meets people where they are. And as we're like climbing up this metaphysical, metaphorical, rather, ladder and metaphysical, metaphorical ladder, both really to awakening. As we're climbing up this ladder, Jesus meets us where we are, you know, and um, I love this other quote. Um, I read a lot from, you know, and during these podcasts and stuff from the book, because the Mm. words are so beautiful and I always encourage people to, you know, go back and do, you know, read the workbook, read the manual for teachers, read the text, uh, whatever you feel drawn to do. But from the text, um, chapter 23, um, Jesus says, be lifted up and Mm. from a higher place, look down upon it, the battleground (laughs) from Mm -hmm. there. Will your perspective be quite different? Here, in the midst of it, the world, it does seem real. Here, you have chosen to be part of it, the world and the body. Yet from above, the choice is miracles instead of murder. And the perspective coming from this choice shows you that the battle is not real and easily escaped. So I wanted to read this because it ties into, you know, how do we get over our resistance? Well, through the power of forgiveness and non-judgment, having the courage when we choose our right-minded teacher, um, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, whatever people want to call it, the perspective coming from that choice reminds you that you're the dreamer of the dream and not the figure in the dream. So I always encourage people, um, people in my, my classes and these podcasts or whatever, my clients, remember that the Holy Spirit is with you doing a lot of the heavy lifting. <laughs> the more you, are, you have the willingness, which is the decision to choose your right-minded teacher, that, then that, the perspective comes. And it really shows you and reminds you, wait a minute, (laughs) I am the dreamer of this dream. It's so powerful, isn't it? It's so powerful. And I love, I love everything that you're saying about this, Jackie, that, and I love that quotation as well. And, and you're, you know, clearly being just expressing spirit and being guided by him and choosing these, these quotations because they're so perfect. And, and, you know, I always picture, I mean, I, think of um, the Holy Spirit in my mind, I identify as Jesus and, mm-hmm. um, and I call him J bro. Um, 
<laughs> I love Jay Bro. You know, he's my brother, and you know, totally. I don't know. That's just my name for him. And so I picture him as being just with me, hanging out all the time. Although sometimes when I'm not picturing him hanging out with me is when I'm in when I'm in the egos, you know, listening to the wrong teacher in my mind, and I'm in a grievance, or I'm pissed off at somebody or something, or I'm getting all boo boo kitty about whatever. But when I'm able to bring myself back to that and, and I, and forgiveness is, it really does become a, a kind of an automatic response after a while. And the Course in Miracles tells yeah. us that it's going to happen. And, you know, I picture him as just kind of sitting over there on a rock, you know, like checking his phone and, and just being, just being <laughs> there and being like, yeah, okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I mean, you know, can we go? All right, no, okay, no, you still, you still need to be okay. Well, you you let me know. I'm I'm right here, you know. And whenever you're ready to go home, we can go. And and then I'll be like, okay, fine, you know. And and and, and but you're so right because once I take myself, I remember to take myself back to that forgiveness process. Mm-hmm. Perspective does shift, and I am coming from that place of looking at everything from the place of love and the place of light and the meaning of things just changes. I mean, it just goes from me making meaning from the ego's mindset of fear and darkness and attack and guilt to the spirit, Holy Spirit's meaning of love and peace and joy. And it's incredible to, to then remember, you know, 15 minutes ago or two hours ago or yesterday or whatever it was when I felt so differently about it, because it really does change. It shifts your whole perception. So it's almost like you go from looking through gray, you know, goggles to looking through <laughs> a beautiful pink, rosy goggles. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I, absolutely. I mean, joy is our natural state. <laughs> <laughs> the course says it. We we start to feel it more and more. Like you said, Kelly, the more we practice, we start to feel it more and more as we remove the ego's obstacles, which what are yeah. the ego's obstacles? Well, the belief that we've sinned, our belief in punishment for our seeming sins, our yeah. guilt, our fear. You know, once we accept that we are forgiven, you know, which the principle reminds us of, <laughs> then we can relax and you know, let the Holy Spirit or Jesus lead the way that lesson, you know, I, I step back and let him lead the way or whatever. And I yeah. love your the playfulness of your just like Jesus sitting back there on the phone. You know, okay, whenever you're ready, you know, I'll, <laughs> there's no pressure. There's no hurry. You know, no. Uh, there's no, there's no haste, but whenever no. you want to decide, cause it's, it's the power of our own mind. It's our mind's power to choose and um, boy one is going to result in peace no matter what's happening in the world the other is going to result in feeling that fear the guilt the indecision everything that are the ego's attributes which are completely opposite of heaven <laughs> of awesome. where we really are you know and so I love um, lesson 95 too: light and joy and peace abide in me. And I want yeah. to share something with the listeners. Um, sometimes I focus on these thoughts during the day. Like I, I, I focus on, ah, like even if I'm not doing the lesson or whatever, I, I'll just say, 
light and joy and peace abide in me. I focus on that during the day. I find that my actions and words extend through that. Like I'll think of right-minded things like how can I truly be helpful today? Like I'm looking at these images I've made. You know, I try to look at them without judgments. If you guys can look at them, um, observe your thoughts without judgment, it gets easier and easier than when the big stuff, what we call the big stuff here, um, hits the fan, you're already, you know, miracle ready. Um, And so how I practice, and Kelly, you're right, it becomes automatic. I'm not always doing a whole forgiveness process or always consciously choosing. It just kind of becomes a, a part of who you are. But when I think of, you know, 190, I choose joy of uh, the joy of God instead of pain. I think it is, yeah. you know, all these um, thoughts when you're in the right mind, that's the only thing that can extend through you. So you're not interpreting what people are doing as attack. You're not interpreting yourself as being a victim. Although those things are happening in form when you're in your right mind, it's a completely different translation because the Holy spirit has to, work with us where we believe we are and bring us out of the dream of madness. Right. And so we're interpreting people's behavior, including our own bad behavior when we're not happy with ourselves. The Holy Spirit's interpreting that as a call for love, a call for help, which is your own call because you're seeing a splintered part of yourself outside of you. So I practice a lot just holding a thought in my mind and then, Hey, what follows is rocking my joy, the internal joy of how else can you find joy in a joyless place except by recognizing you're not here. I butchered that, but that's a a general quote. (laughs) And I I think to myself, I'm not going to hold my brothers and sisters prisoners here in mind, in, in thought, And so then that dictates all my functioning here. So I'll look at Mark, my husband, and I'll be just aware that that I'm dreaming him. You know, I'll look at my mom. I'll look at my calendar, and I've got a session. I'm just kind of going through my day in my normal roles, but there's a different teacher in your mind. Instead of the ego as your teacher, it's the Holy Spirit or Jesus, right? Exactly. Exactly. And you know, yeah. I love, you know, I, love I love the way that you're describing how you just like love having this having this um, thought in your mind, and then it just that governs the way that your perception goes for the day. Right. You know, it's like um, it, it. I do the same thing in my um, whether it's whether it's with my. Um, my my boyfriend, whether it is with my clients, my coaching practice, or whether it's just whatever I happen to be doing, I I try to incorporate every day in in every day um, in the morning with my morning practice. I try to incorporate the I'm here only to be truly helpful. You know that prayer from page 28, mm. the uh, Foundation for Inner Peace version of the course. Love um, it. Just, yeah, just really giving, sort of giving the day over. And then when I notice that I am in, that I'm not in my peace and I'm somehow strayed from, you know, from where I was trying to be, 
Um, one of my go-tos is less than 34. I could see peace instead of this. Um, mm. And it's when I sort of mm. try to take myself in hand and I'm just like, okay, well, you know, y- you could be suffering like you are right now. And you're all in your, you're all in your like judgment or you're all in your being mad or, you know, things aren't going how you want them to or whatever it is, or you could just, you could just see peace. I mean, you know, not rocket science. <laughs> and um, right. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. You know, that's, you know <laughs> this, is really, this is really big. You know, this is really, and it's not really, nothing's really big. It, things feel really big right now, as you were saying before, like no, what better time to be a Course in Miracles student and to be practicing the lessons of A Course in Miracles, practicing forgiveness, practicing it its thought system. I mean, it's a, it's a psycho, it's a psychological thought system. Um, mm-hmm. But what better time to be practicing it than in the middle of what appears in this world to be uh, a global pandemic. And in this country, certainly racial, um, you know, division. And we recently had a whole like political thing happening in the last like however on long you say, what do you say four years or whether you say however long you know and so for us to be able to you know the because the thing that's great about the course of miracles is that the holy spirit is going to use whatever we have going on in our seeming world in our own minds which is where all of it is but it's he is meeting us where we are and he's going to use whatever it is just like the ego will use anything that seems to be happening for its own purposes. The Holy Spirit uses everything that goes on in our lives for its own, for his own purposes too. And being able to transform the way we look at everything. So it's really about who is, who are we going to, who's going to be the storyteller? Are we going to be listening to the Course in Miracles and interpreting what the story is that's happening, or are we going to be listening to the ego? Because if we're listening to the ego, it's going to be a horror story and a nightmare. And if we listen to the Holy Spirit, you know, it's going to be a story. It's going to be a love story. It's, I mean, and then I think of it a lot like that, that we're going to, we're going to see the characters through the eyes of love. We're going to see them calling for love. Love is always the appropriate response according to A Course in Miracles. And that, as much as it doesn't feel like it, there is no order of difficulty in miracles. And so there's also no order of difficulty in the things that appear to happen here, even though it seems like it, you know, things that happen in a dream, there isn't one thing that happens in a dream that's bigger than something else that happens in a dream. It just feels like that to us. Yeah. Excellent point. Um, and the course does, you know, as, as those that have been practicing it, you know, equate the world, um, with a dream state, uh, one that we're eventually going to wake up from. I love it that you were mentioning that because, you know, Ken Wapnick uses another analogy. Many people have, uh, my brother-in-law Gary uses it all the time. Hi, Gary. Love you. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I think people use it because it's such a good one is the movie projector mm-hmm. analogy, you know, and you, you know, what's projected onto the screen has to be what's in the projector. Yeah. So if you want to change what's on the screen, you have to go back to the projector, which we kind of, yeah. you know, uh, equate as, as the mind. Right. Yeah. And yeah. 
I always think of this this one too. Just imagine, guys. Imagine that you're you're sitting in a theater, right? You have the ego on one side of you, you have Jesus on the other, and you're looking at the figure of yourself on the screen, right? So the ego has its script written. You're watching that. You're watching the body in action. The body is part of the ego. There's no, there's no body without the dream because the Course teaches the body is the central figure in the dream so that we believe that the dream is real, right? So when we're siding with the ego, we, we are the body. We believe we're the body and that things are happening to us. But if we're sitting in the theater and we are the mind that's watching and we jump over to the Holy Spirit, we recognize that we are the dreamer of the dream, not the figure in the dream. This is why interpretation and ideas leave not their source is so important in the course because what you're seeing is not true. And through the ego's eyes, it, it is true. Through the Holy Spirit's interpretation, it's a dream that you're going to wake up from. And that's why the Course says this is a co Course in cause and not effect. We want to go back to the mind of the dreamer. So I always say this, Kelly, it's so funny, like we all have dreams in bed last night. Well, we can't go back into it. Why not? Because they're gone. Why? Because mm -hmm. you made it up. The mind <laughs> made it up. You, you can't go back in. It just disappears when you wake up. So the course of, is teaching that all our time is spent in dreaming, um, even though this this seems the waking dream seems real to us. It starts to fade the realness yeah. of it, doesn't it? It starts to fade into the the background. The more we're healing the mind, right? It really does. And I I, I, I do love the the analogy of the dreams in bed last night. I use that with clients a lot myself, in it particularly when we're talking about uh, relational issues and interpersonal, you know, interpersonal problems with, you know, with another, like a loved one in our life or with, or with anyone in our life. And that, mm -hmm. you know, if we look at it, like if this is a dream and if, so if I'm, if I'm, you know, holding resentment against you, it's like holding resentment against somebody that was in my dream last night. Like I'm <laughs> right. in the morning and looking at your husband and being like, I'm so pissed off at you for what you did to me last night in that dream that I had. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's like, it was right. a dream. It's gone. It's nothing. It was, it was a, a bunch of thoughts in your mind and a made up story, you know, and this just, this just feels real and it seems real. And that's one of the hardest things I think to get our, our heads around. And mm -hmm. that, you know, the, one of the hardest concepts to get our heads around you know, and yet, if we go into a movie, I mean, I'm one of those people uh, that I can't really, I can't really watch horror movies because I just make them too real. Like I, I can't sit right. here and be like Hollywood, <laughs> the blood's fake. They're not really ripping that guy's arm off. The person's not really suffering. It's they're acting. Right. It's just whatever. And I'm, I'm just like no. And I'm watching through my fingers. I can't even do no. I'll have nightmares about it. Whatever. And, <laughs> And so being able to look at, at it like it is a movie, that it seems really real, but, you know, movies that we're watching seem really real. And especially with the whole virtual reality thing and those, you know. Totally. The, oh, my God, the, the helmet things, not helmet things, but the goggle things that you put on and see the whole thing. I mean, yep. 
you know, it's, oh, it's, it's getting more and more the, like the virtual reality, right? Virtual reality totally. is, is, is really mimicking reality. And I think that that is really what our world is, is very much like. It's like virtual reality, but it's not, it's not reality. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's really interesting. I, I, I like to encourage <laughs> the listeners too. um, you know, the more and more you practice this thought system, it's that your mind, your right mind almost does the work for you. Yes, you have to choose it. But when yeah. we make the choice, it strengthens the choice. It strengthens yeah. and shares that choice with the entire sonship, which yeah. includes the body that you're having the experience that you think that you are, right? Yeah. And, you know, it despite our, this dream of separation where we all remain as God's one son joined with each other as Christ joined with God in, in perfect oneness. Right. But we, since we share this illusion of being separate, right. We have to forgive where we believe we are. This is not a course in denying the body at all. I think that I find is one of the biggest mis conceptions um to to deny the body or to deny yourself this or that or to because you're not spiritual or it's because it's illusion and you're resisting it well that's making it real just as real on the other side by not doing the normal things here so this isn't a course in not in in trying not to do the normal thing and solve problems here when the course is talking about we really have just one problem the belief in separation and one answer, the atonement, you're not separate. When that problem, the belief in separation gets projected out, we have all these seeming problems in the world. But what happens when we practice forgiveness is that when we're in the Holy Spirit mind, we have a softer, gentler, detached approach yeah. to solving these, quote, problems in the world, right? It's not like you're like, oh, I... I can't think of this as a problem, so I can't solve it. What we want to do is go back to the mind first and be leading with the right teacher. And the right teacher, then, we will have reflected into the dream, again, where we believe we are, an insight or something that will help us. The only thing we're losing by doing that is the guilt the fear, the anger, the indecision that accompanies the ego's script. When we right. switch over to the forgiveness script, we're having a better inner experience, right? Which is, is definitely uh, helpful to us. So I kind of always reiterate that it doesn't mean that we're not doing the normal thing here. But what we do is we start out by doing it with a different teacher in mind, right? Exactly. Exactly. And, and I love, you know, the, what you're talking about here, what the Course in Miracles refers to as, as a particularly unworthy form of denial when we nice. yeah. try and, you know, you know, when we pretend or we say, oh, well, you know, this, you know, this isn't happening or I can't, as you said, I love the example you gave of it, you know, I can't, we're not supposed to have problems, so I can't make this a problem, so I can't solve it because it's not a problem. And then you get, you know, I've had, um, it's very common, and I'm sure you've had this with your clients as well, 
for people to say things like, well, then why do anything? You know, why, sure. why don't I just eat a bunch of junk food? Why don't I just, why not? Well, how about if I just don't go to work or like, you know, why don't I just sit on my couch all day and in my yoga pants and not do anything? And, and, you know, we can certainly do that, but we're going to have a dream. If we do that, we're going to have a dream that, our bodies are unhealthy and that we are broke and don't have any money because we're not working and we're eating junk food all the time and we're not moving <laughs> because doing <laughs> that, doing those things with like nothing with the body does not take us out of the dream. But that is one of those great examples of the ego um, interpreting the course of miracles for us. Because I think what that's what we have to remember is that, you know, we have to be vigilant um, in how much our ego minds, and you were talking about resistance in the beginning, how much our, our ego minds want us to be in that place of resistance of the truth and re- resistance of who we are and resistance of certainly resisting the Course in Miracles thought system is a, is a, is a good way to, to do that. And so it will take, you know, the, the ego mind will take these parts of the Course and, you know, turn them to its own, for its own meaning. And so for us to be able to say, you know, yeah, that's, that's not really, that's not going to work. What, what will work is being able to say, yeah, we're having a problem feel, you know, and the Course in Miracles is not encouraging us to, to pretend like we don't have our feelings. These emotions are part of this gig. It's part of the human jam. And so for us to be able to acknowledge, you know, feel the emotions and say, yeah, I feel upset right now, or I feel sad, or I feel, you know, judged or judged, you know, angry, whatever it is. And then being able to feel that and acknowledge it and then give it to spirit as opposed to holding on to it, give it to spirit, release it to spirit and, and say, just take this away from me. Sometimes I'm just like, well, you just take this away from me. Like I, <laughs> I it's like the toys, right. That the course talks about that were that the, these sharp top toys that we're playing with that, right. harm us. you know, it's like taking scissors away from a toddler, you know, and the toddler is going to scream and yell bloody murder when you take the scissors away, because they think that they, they think that they, that it's a toy and they think they want to play with them until they, until they harm themselves with them. And that's, that's really what we're doing. But the thing is, he's not going to take those toys away from us without us asking because, he yeah. has to, you know, great, great point. And you know, your point Kelly about the emotions and the feelings, that's our classroom. So, so yeah. guys, you know, even it, it goes into lesson five, you know, I'm, I'm never upset for the reason I think or I'm never angry for the reason I think I'm never upset for the reason I think it doesn't mean you're not going to be upset. See, Kelly, you're right. It's because it's the human condition, right? But Jesus wants us to give our upsets to him. He's saying anger is never justified because you're forgetting that you made this up, but it's not saying that you won't get angry. And so your point is, is um, so important, Kelly, about, uh, we're not asked to deny emotions and feelings. That's that's the classroom that the Holy Spirit's mm-hmm. going to work with, and we have to give it to them, or else we just recycle the guilt in our denial of of, of looking at, at 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 anything. You know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we when we we give it to Him, He transforms our thoughts. 
So he transforms them and reinterprets and says, oh, my gosh. So we need the people of the world. We need the situations because is what will motivate us. When are we motivated? When something is not going our way, <laughs> huge resistance. That's when we're motivated to make a change. We're not motivated when we're sitting on the beach in the sunset with our significant other. He wants to motivate us. So Jesus is like, you're motivated when you want things to be different than how they are. You're motivated when you're upset. So we don't want to just say, oh, I can't be upset. I'm going to change my negative thoughts to positive ones. That's not forgiving them. That's not looking at them without judgment judgment, observing them and then and then forgiving them, letting them go, as you said, into the hands of the Holy Spirit. I think it's so interesting how 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 serious people can make this. And I love you the way that you are because you're you're talking about keeping things light. And this is a this is a in rocking your joy and not taking everything too seriously here because this is what we did in the beginning, guys. We forgot to laugh. The Course mm-hmm. says we forgot to laugh. We took this tiny mad idea that we could be anything less than what our Creator made us to be in perfect oneness as awareness as spirit. We we, we forgot to laugh that we thought that we could be separate and that gets reflected here into the seriousness of the world because the ego is very serious the holy spirit is very light the holy spirit's standing there whispering nothing's happened remember (laughs) only in our mistaken dreams (laughs) but he doesn't make fun of us again that's why we have a, a this classroom and jesus will wait until we're ready to change our minds without pressure but, you know, um, the Course says our tolerance for pain may be high, but it's not without limit or whatever. Right. Eventually, people kind of just say, oh, my heavens, there must be a better way. Obviously, that famous, you know, Bill and Helen said that, you know, there must be another way. So, you know, it's just interesting, guys. Don't don't be upset about your emotions and your feelings. Just look at them. Here's something that I do, and my my audience knows this, and my clients know it. I try to help people cultivate getting in the habit of watching your thoughts throughout the day, watching the body in action. Here's Jackie doing this. Here's Jackie thinking about this. Oh, here's Jackie feeling sad. I told this story. I don't know if it was in one of my online classes or something where, I, you know, Los Angeles is a big city. There's pockets of energy all over. Sometimes I'll drive through an area. I'll be doing errands. I'm kind of 20, 30 minutes away from, from where we live. And I'll all of a sudden I'll just get sad. And I'll be like, that's so interesting. I either something came up or I, usually I drive through just a, a pocket of, of energy um, or something like that. And I just let myself be with it. Once I called Mark, you know, I was like, I'm just telling you, I'm just feeling sad right now. Everything's okay. But I mean, I must have just something came over me, you know, or whatever. And I just watch my, I'm watching myself. I'm not trying not to do it. I'm not trying to go right to happiness. I'm kind of just saying, wow, here's, you know, Jackie doing this right now, you know, and then some shiny object that I'm driving by will catch my eye. Something will make me 
happy again and I'll be like, Oh, look at that. You know, and we're just, we're just here. We're just in the dream, but you can always remember you're just the dreaming mind going through these transitory states of, of the body. Do we have to judge them? Do we have to criticize ourselves? Do we have to criticize them? No, we just have to look. And what does looking mean with the Holy Spirit? Looking without judgment. Just observing. Right. So I do that. You know, and I've cultivated the habit of being, yeah, above the battleground, as we were mentioning earlier, right? Be lifted up from a higher place, look down. From from up above, your perspective is quite different because you're remembering that you're dreaming. That means you're less attached, but in a good way. It means you're not taken in by appearances, but in a good way. And it means you're going to be able to be there for people because we all want to help people, don't we? We want to help. We want to be a good person. We want to do this or do that. But when the ego's doing the helping, <laughs> it's reinforcing separation, right? Not joining. Exactly. And I, it well said. You know, when the ego's doing, and I was hearing, I can't see you, but I was hearing you doing air quotes around when the ego's doing helping. Right. I <laughs> <You> was. <know? laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, and it is, um, and what you were talking about before with, with regard of, to not, you know, not, sort of not making whatever you're feeling, not allowing it to be okay or just very quickly saying, oh, you know, I, I can't have negative thoughts or I can't feel that. So I don't, that is, that's spiritual bypassing, you know, and it's, nice. and it's, yep. again, it's a trick of the ego. Um, the ego mind does, does not want us to be joyful. So the reason that it's trying to get us to, to bypass those feelings is not because it wants us to get back to being positive and joyful. It actually doesn't. It just doesn't want us to be looking with, spirit at anything. And the thing is, when we look at spirit at everything, there's never any judgment. There's never any guilt. You know, um, the the Jesus of A Course in Miracles, what's so beautiful about about him and about just that whole presentation of A Course in Miracles is that judgment and guilt are just in our own minds. Like they don't exist. So there's no judgment of God uh, uh, judging us or any, anybody other than in our own mind judging us. And so when we are willing to look at things from, from with Holy Spirit, when we're able to look at things with Jesus, it's always going to be a kind and gentle looking at. And it's, it's never going to be harsh. It's never going to be, um, you know, shaming or that's all coming from our own minds. And so, you know, being able to look at ourselves, be, Oh, look at, look at Kelly doing that. Look at Kelly beating herself up. Look at Kelly beating other people up. <laughs> look at, you know, look at Kelly. Now Kelly's feeling guilty. Now she's feeling shameful. Now she's, Oh, there's a shiny object. And now she's happy again because she's over there. Just, oh, it's whatever. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's, and, and so I love that you cultivate that within your clients of being able to just be the observer, you know, be, mm-hmm. be be the awareness and just be mm-hmm. that we all have those, those two aspects of our minds that we can be the the experiencer and we can be the observer and the observer is that authentic part of our mind that is always always aligned with spirit and the experiencer is the one that 
goes through those crazy serial dreams and bought into that tiny mad idea. I mean, that's one of the things that I talk about a lot in with my own clients is that if we just would have remembered to laugh at the idea that we could ever be separate from God, it's like, oh my God, that's a riot! Oh, that's hilarious! It's hysterical! Ha 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 ha! It's over. We're done. We're still home with God in our awareness. And this world never gets accidentally created, or I should say not created, but as the Course in Miracles would say, accidentally made up. Made up, right? (laughs) Right. Oh, excellent points. You know, it's interesting how, um, you know, talking about clients, um, I often get the question, Kelly, because I have a a ton of, of Course in Miracles clients, people that you know, come with their regular issues, but they happen to know the court, course thought yeah. system, of course. So I can talk with them and that. But I have a lot of clients who don't know nothing about A Course in Miracles or whatever. And I find in anybody out there, this can pertain to, you don't have to be a therapist, obviously, to do this. But if there are family members, maybe you're, they're asking your advice or something like that. All of my clients no matter where they are in the spectrum of awareness. And it doesn't matter because they're all, they're all in the the mind anyway. But um, speaking on the practical level of of form, I have found, and I'll share this with, with everybody. I have found that every one of my clients understands the concept of two parts to the mind, meaning they can relate to, Oh my God, sometimes I'm, diving down into this. And then sometimes I just feel better. I remember. So I work with everyone where they are. Um, Practicing the course doesn't mean you have to impart the actual course to people. You have to, it, you're, you're doing it silently in your mind, knowing you're not separate from anybody. And then you meet people where they are. And I have found that People find it incredibly helpful to know that they have choices. They can observe their thoughts. You don't have to be, of course, a miracle student to understand that and have that help in your life. And I have helped family members with that concept. You don't have to go into that the world isn't real. That's not helpful for for everyone uh, when they're in the throes of a crisis, which COVID is a perfect example of that. And so the people that know A Course in Miracles know that we're never – laughing or making fun of people and making light of problems that people believe are there. It's never about that. We're Mm -hmm. speaking on a metaphysical mind level only. And I find that even all my clients that are not course people, they're, they're just doing what they're doing. I mean, whatever they come with their issues. Um, I, they, they really understand the concept and they have found it helpful to say, wait a minute, I can, I can change my mind. I can decide how I want to take this comment in or how I want to interpret that. So I'm sure you've found that too, Kelly, but I just wanted to put that out there because um, practicing the course is really just in your mind. You don't have to teach it. You don't have to tell people about it. You don't have to, that will come naturally if that's what you're guided to do. If someone's guided to be a veterinarian, they're going to do that. If someone's guided to be, you know, a a janitor, they're going to do that. If someone's guided to be, 
stay-at-home mom and dad, they're going to do that. Right. So sometimes we're guided to share the message of the course, but it's really between you. It's a self-study curriculum between you and the Holy Spirit or Jesus or whoever you want to do it with. And then joining and knowing that, being in my right mind with all my clients or family members or whatever, you naturally as an extension of the joining with the content of love in your mind, meeting them where they are, wherever that is. And it is incredibly helpful because, again, it's not coming from you, the body, the ego that you think you are. So I'm sure you find that too, Kelly, if you wanted to comment on an ear experience with that. or Oh, yes. And I, I have a, a very similar experience to yours that I have clients who are forced in which case you know, we have a certain, a certain understanding of some particular concepts, and we kind of speak from that place. But then, you know, for, for those clients of mine and people that I speak to or teach who are not um, core students or non-duality students, just being able to find other ways to convey the concepts, and that one of those ways, as you said, is that, you know, that there's sort of two voices in my mind and, and one, you know, one, one of the ways that I frame it, particularly for psychotherapy clients of mine is the conditioned mind or the conditioned self versus the authentic self. And people tend to really kind of Ooh, be able to, be able to get I that. I like that. Yeah. Because the conditioned self was just another term for the ego. It's just a way that our mind has been conditioned to think through fear. That's right. And so a lot of times what I will do with people is take them through whatever scenario we're happen to be talking about and, and say, well, you know, what is the conditions mind saying about this? And, and they will very easily be able to, oh, it's telling me this and I'm not good enough and I'm, you know, a jerk and I'm this and I'm that and I'm less than and whatever, all the story. Um, mm-hmm. what, was your, what was your authentic self, you know, coming from love and saying about this? And sometimes people have a little more trouble articulating that but they can totally get it with you know when you when you sort of help them out with well maybe it would be saying that you're that you're just fine and that you're learning all the time and that you're you know that this is a if you're able to choose differently you can choose to think like that or you can choose to think like this and that maybe you learned to think that about yourself maybe that's a message that you um, whether you receive that message straight up or not that's the way that you're that your mind interpreted it, but you can change the interpretation. That's the great thing is that our minds are not, they're not, yeah, things aren't concrete. So we can change our minds. We can change our minds. We can change our thoughts. We can change our beliefs and we change our experience by doing all of that. Um, one, one of the things I did want to say um, I know we have some time left, but I did want to say, is I think I gave you, the wrong um, email address, I mean, the wrong um, website address for me. So <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Um, the coachkellyrussell.com will take people to, um, like, to a specific product that is also living on my website. But my actual website, uh, just so you know, is rockyourjoy.com. So I'm so sorry oh. about that. Thank um, you, rockyourjoy.com, because I will put that in the um, – the uh, description here. Okay. Awesome. Sorry about awesome. that. Yeah. So it's a little easier to remember. And it's, um, it will take you still, you mentioned the Homestuck Survival Kit, which is uh, which is kind of a little package that I put together for people to, 
journey through when they're having relationship issues that kind of stem from having a lot of time home, maybe with people that they're not used to having as much time home with, although we're coming up on a year. So, um, but that, that is also on the website along with some other stuff too. But yeah, I just wanted to make sure I mentioned that. I love it. That went right into, I was going to ask you if there's anything you wanted to announce or mention right after I shared with you that I loved your example of conditioned mind versus authentic mind, meaning meeting people where they are and how people can, did you guys all get that listening? How, how powerful that was, what Kelly shared with just meeting people where they are and helping them. And that is a wonderful way to do it. I love that conditioned mind versus authentic mind. And, you know, people have their own curriculum with the Holy Spirit or Jesus or their higher self or whatever. And um, I wanted to just end um, this awesome discussion. I wanted to read um, something from the text chapter 10. Um, which goes to, uh, coincidentally enough, there are no coincidences, but (laughs) kind of what you were talking about, the power of the mind, Kelly. Um, This is from the text, uh, chapter 10, section 4. The power of one mind can shine into another because all the lamps of God were lit by the same spark. It is everywhere and it is eternal. In many... Only the spark remains, for the great rays are obscured. And I'm inserting this. They're obscured by our thoughts of separation, which breed Mm -hmm. sin, guilt, fear, lack. Yet God has kept the spark alive so that the rays, capital R, the rays can never be completely forgotten. The spark is still as pure as the great light because it is the remaining call of creation. Put all your faith in it and God himself will answer you. So I want to let you know, listeners, how much you are loved and our spark may seem dim. Sometimes we may seem that there's no hope, but it's only because we've completely forgotten that we're loved. And that's what the right minded awareness will do for you. The Holy Spirit's the memory we took into the dream to remind us that we're dreaming. It's the memory of home. And it really is a thought away. So if you're upset and having troubles out there, thought by thought, you know, moment by moment, whatever's going on, try to get back to that, to that thought that, that you are, you are one with your creator. You're completely loved, right? Mm-hmm. And that the spark sometimes just seems more dim, but it's always there. It always remains. So, mm-hmm. yay! <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're coming up on just like a, the last minute here. Did you have anything mm-hmm. you wanted to just end on, Kelly, or any other announcements? I'll put the rockyourjoy.com in the description. <clears throat> uh, thank you. Well, I want to announce that um, – and you will probably be putting it out there to your audience that you will be my guest on uh, Teachers of God Foundations TGF TV um, on Friday, March 12th at 10:30 Eastern Time, and it's an hour program. And it's the first 30 minutes are free, um, broadcast live on Facebook, and we will be posting the link, and you'll you'll have the link for that. So. Um, hope you guys can join for that. Yay. And I'm looking so forward to it. 
Oh, I'm so, I just want to say, I'm so thrilled that we're going to be joining again, doing that. I think you're just such a blast to work with. And I, I feel like we're very aligned. So I'm very, very blessed. And I just want to leave people with the, um, the quote from A Course in Miracles from the lesson 156, which is what you started with. And the end of that lesson, I walk with God in perfect holiness. I light the world, I light my mind, and all the minds, which God created one with me, which is all of you. That was my part that I added at the end there. So thank you. I absolutely love that. It's a beautiful note to end it on. Kelly, love you so much. Thank you for sharing your insight and wisdom. And I'll see you on your platform in a couple weeks. Be well. Blessings, everyone. Blessings, everyone. Thank you. I love you. Bye. Bye.